Welcome to the Garage Podcast, presented to you by the Young Adults Group at Salem First Baptist Church. Thank you guys for having me. Before I get going, I want to mention a number of things. Uh, number one, there is a God, and I am not Him. Neither are you. Uh, number two is a passage from Romans uh, eleven thirty-six: For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To him, be, to, to him be the glory forever. Amen. And for those that uh, hear a hint of accent in my English, is uh, you're absolutely correct. I have been in the United States for 31, 32 years uh, from uh, a country that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Soviet Union is uh, where I came from originally. I was 15 years of age. And um, back in 1993 and 94, man, that dates me. That dates me. <laughs> uh, but back in 93 and 94, there was a Russian-speaking congregation that literally started under the roof of Salem First Baptist. Uh, we met in what is now the library of the church. Uh, but be, before that, um, it was a chapel. Uh, that could sit anywhere from uh, 180 to 200 people. And we started with two families, and um, uh, the church since uh, grew. Uh, they have a building of their own out in South Salem, my mom. And uh, let's see, three of my siblings still go there. Um, and uh, uh, however, when my wife and I got married, oh, and speaking, speaking of which, the third thing I wanted to say, anything that I do say uh, has been pre-approved by my wife, Irina. So, <laughs> so that congregation, uh, like any congregation, uh, has, uh, has gone through a couple of splits. Um, but uh, when uh, my wife and I wanted to find a, a home of our own, if you will, um, this is the first church that we came to looking and at that time, my, wife, uh, my wife's English was not as good as it, uh, it is today. But her first comment on the way home uh, after hearing Pastor Mark preach, she was like, I understood everything he said. And we never left. And, and so uh, a couple of years into that, um, yeah, we joined, joined uh, the church. Uh, I've been on the worship team ever since. And only uh, this is my second year as a deacon of the church uh, uh, as of now. And uh, we'll see where, where God takes us after this. But this whole thing started uh, after uh, Tyler's preaching. Uh, was it 1 Corinthians 7? Something that grabbed me during his passage like, like a train in my forehead. Uh, he mentioned something to the fact that before you can enjoy a relationship with somebody, you need to be comfortable with being by yourself. Uh, this took me back uh, to my, my, my days of searching, if you will. Be, before I, I met the woman that is now my wife, the way God took me to where I am right now, uh, it may look flowery. Oh, you have a family, you have kids, uh, you're doing this, you're doing that. <sighs> and I thank God for the result that we, we're living right now. However, one thing that most people don't realize is that there's a road that you go through or via 
in order to get to where you are right now. And unfortunately, that road is not always uh, the best looking. So one of the one of the things that I do want to mention about my years of, of uh, searching for a mate uh, versus what is now um, is, is the following. And, and, and I was uh, trying to figure out how to say this uh, over the last couple of days, especially as the day was getting closer and closer. Um, I, I feel very comfortable on stage because I've been on stage for 20 plus years uh, in the church setting. So I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with this. However, to share a personal thought, uh, the tongue gets in the way, if you will. <laughs> so I had to articulate myself on how to say this properly. By the way, how many of people here are single? Okay, so, so this... Uh, look around, look around. Uh, that's not why I asked it. That's not why I asked. But I hope you paid attention. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things that uh, I, I actually t teach my, my daughters, we have a 17 year old and a 14 year old daughter, uh, daughters, and um, uh, I teach them both uh, about this. Is uh, There's a, almost like a, some con subconscious uh, uh, method that we all come up with uh, of imagining what our potential spouse could be. And I call that uh, method the list. Uh, meaning, I want, in the case of guys, I want her to look a certain way, do this, that, 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 that. For girls, it's, uh, uh, I want him to make a certain amount of money. I, uh, the list goes on, goes on, and on, and on. There's nothing wrong with the list. I, I want you to know that. That means you're thinking about it. You're not just wishy-washy. Uh, you're not, um, you're not letting it, um, catch you off guard. Here's a, here's a personal testimony about the list. Do not create a Tower of Babel for yourself. And what I mean by, by this is the following. Uh, back in Genesis 11, uh, when, uh, uh, when people started congregating in, in one place, created the Tower of Babel, and um, uh, after looking up some biblical scholarly work, um, it kind of opened up my eyes in a very big way. The idea of a Tower of Babel from a theological standpoint is uh, what, they, what, they, what they wanted to do is they wanted to have God work with them on their own terms. They created uh, a scenario where, where they could barter with God. Uh, uh, it's not that it was a tower uh, to, to the heavens. That's physically impossible to build. Um, by, um, again, going back to the biziblical uh, scholars, it, it was a ziggurat. It's a step pyramid type of a scenario uh, where the way it was built, as you ascend to the top of the pyramid, it seems like you're getting closer to heaven, closer and closer and closer until you get to the top, and that's where you would present your um, uh, sacrifices to have God behave on your own terms. In other, in other words, you create a box in your mind 
for God to work with. Please don't do that. Number one, God is bigger than your box. God is bigger than anything that you can think of. That list that you have in your mind, which is not bad, I hope you don't build your life to it. Can I have that book? This is, uh, I was surprised that I actually read this here. Um, I saw this uh, book today, and there is a, I'm not sure if this is a quote or if this is a uh, thought that somebody had, but uh, one of the contributors uh, to this uh, Philippians study has a, um, like a highlighted saying right in the middle of the page, uh, page nine, and it says, true life cannot be found in other people. It is only found through the work of Jesus Christ and our relationship with him. I did not plan this, but this is perfect. Um, the worst thing that, that happens when you have a list is that um, because you're placing God in a box, you miss seeing everything that's outside of the box. All the potential that God has for you. I'll, I'll give you a personal example. And I had to look this up this morning just to make sure that I am on par with what I'm about to say. Um, and this pains me to say so. Truly, I'm, 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 I'm devastated that this happened. The, the girl I was very fond of before my wife, um, she also had a list. Now that I see it, it's fortunate that I was not on that list or I did not conform to that list. However, she did not realize what that list would do to her life. And here's what I'm trying to say about this. One of the things on her list was a guy with a Mercedes. Literally, a guy with a Mercedes. And uh, she... She was so adamant about it that she forgot to look at everything else that could possibly go with that list. And I had to verify it this morning. Uh, she got her Mercedes. She did. And uh, she had uh, three girls with him. However, she did not realize that Mercedes came with a druggie. And not just a user, a dealer. From what I was able to gather this morning, and I'm, this is the only thing that I'm saying, let me just say that he's on a number of very wanted lists. Uh, she had her list. The thing is, he is on a number of lists, too. Uh, so be careful what you put in your list, because um, you might actually get what you're looking for. All of this, um, um, I'm kind of afraid to say the following thing, but I'm not at the same time because this is my sister. I have a sister who is uh, past 30, uh, and she's still single. And uh, I don't know how many times between my wife and I and between my other siblings who are all married how, how many times we talked to her about this. 
Um, I'm not going to give her true age, but she's past 30. Uh, she still sees herself as a princess. I'm sorry, there are no princesses past 30. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're looking at yourself as a princess when you're 30, uh, do expect the, the prince that comes for you, he's not going to be under 30. He most likely has a family, a business, and uh, he doesn't necessarily have time to, oh Lord, forgive me, to yap around. He wants to get down to the business while having a business probably of his own. So he's not going to be as romantic simply because he has other priorities. Unfortunately, my sister cannot comprehend this. And she's still single, even though uh, there have been guys that actually approached her. But because she has a list that's yay long, fewer and fewer people actually fit that in that list. And uh, you're actually limiting God to work in your life. So by the time it was all said and done, I had only one thing in my, on my list, which I understood as um, uh, a possibility to, uh, to have God just work a miracle of his own and uh, just kind of in the most positive way uh, hit me with a train uh, hard. Um, I'll tell you what that thing was. Uh, because of, and it, it came out of the pain that I, uh, that I lived through, and uh, the only thing that was on my list, I wanted my potential mate to respond to me in the best possible way. It seems childish. It was the best decision in my life. Um, one of the things that um, uh, I told this to, to my wife um, multiple times, if I knew it was this good, I'd wait another 10 years. If I knew it was this good. Um, the thing is, most of you are waiting, maybe not 10 years, but you're waiting one, two, three, five years. You don't even know how good it is, yet you're putting God in a box that is completely of your own contrivance. I don't know if that's even the real world. And, um, and, you, and you feel like your prayers are not being answered. Um, somebody might say, well, what about Gideon? He had these really weird uh, um, assignments for, for, for God, these, these really weird hoops for God to jump through in order for, him to, for, for Gideon to see that it was God speaking to him. Make this skin uh, wet while the ground was dried and the ground wet while the skin is uh, dry. It's, uh, if you think about it um, physically, that's like impossibility. Uh, for, for, for that to happen. Unfortunately, we don't, well, should I say fortunately, we don't live in that time. We don't have to have God show us miracles of that extent um, for our life to be enjoyable, for our life to be really good. It doesn't have to be perfect. Number one, if somebody tells you that they have a perfect light, I'm sorry, but they're lying. Because, uh, um, and I heard this comedian talk about it, uh, he's a 
Christian comedian, and he said something to the fact, can you imagine God uh, uh, talking to his uh, angels, check this out, I'm going to take a guy and a woman, two completely different people with completely different uh, psychologies and uh, uh, ways of thinking, um, totally opposite uh, uh, physiologically, and I'm going to put them together. Let's see what happens. That's actually the best thing that can happen to you. Now, expectations is another thing that uh, I especially had to learn uh, a little more, a little bit more, um, especially my expectations of my wife and uh, expectations, my expectations of my kids. Um, just like this uh, phrase in this little booklet uh, says, if your entire life outlook depends on what the other person does, I am sorry you will be terribly, terribly disappointed. Because just like you, that other person is a sinner. Now, uh, if you want to see a miracle in your life, put yourself in a position where two sinners can come together and live for the glory of God. Now, that's a miracle. The most beautiful, I would say, creation that God, uh, God ever made is uh, to have two complete sinners come together and make something beautiful out of their, uh, out of their life. Do have your lists, but check them. Um, you may actually get your lists. You may actually get what's on your list, but you may not realize that you actually like what's on that list. Be careful what you ask of God. We met here in in United States. The the same congregation that I told you about. Uh, at one point, moved to Kaiser. Um, I think Kaiser Community Church is uh, where we met at that time. Uh, Arena's cousins were um, uh, still still are good friends of mine, and uh, they introduced us. And one guy still brags about that he introduced us, and uh, we're we're doing quite okay uh, uh, between the two of us. Uh, we went through some not pleasant things in our life uh, um, with, uh, with our pregnancies. Um, and uh, when we look at stuff uh, that happens today, we're like, this is a piece of cake. What we went through is so much harder, was so much harder. So right now, uh, whatever bad things that are happening uh, in the world or even uh, in, in the economy, we're like, this is a piece of cake. So uh, one of the brothers uh, or one of the husbands of Irina's cousin um, he still brags about introducing us, and uh, uh, I was uh, 20, 27 at that point, uh, and believe me when I say 27 is like ancient in the context of the congregation and then the culture that I was in. By the time uh, most guys were 27, there were fathers of three. Um, and uh, the youngest is nearly 10. I'm not, and I'm not joking. I was ancient by, by, those, by, 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 by their terms. Um, and, I'm glad, and I'm glad that it actually turned out that way. Because one of the things that um, uh, happened for my wife and I, um, we were not teenagers when we uh, 
met and when we get married, which, which is actually superb for all of you. Do you realize that uh, for those of you that do get married, you can actually jumpstart your relationship with your spouse in an unbelievable way because most of your personal heartaches you've actually went through by yourself. You're not bringing that into a relationship. You're ready to care of that. So as you build a family, you just... Who remembers the movie The Mask with Jim Carrey? You, you know, you know, you know what he did. The way he was moving forward, you know what. That's how you can take off with uh, with your mate when you're when you actually get married older, because most of your person personal stuff has been taken care of, and uh, you're not. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have somebody else help you with that, but you're ready to take care of it for most of you, so you just get going uh, in your relationship. And none of the personal stuff actually matters anymore because it's already been taken care of. I, I did not get to ask for permission because um, of the circumstance of how we met. Uh, she, wa she was in Texas uh, on what's called a work visa. Uh, she was, uh, um, the degree that she was studying at the time allowed for uh, like three months work program in the field that she was studying. And the visa that she had uh, allowed her 30 days of leisure after the work experience. So we met while her, her uh, 30 days of uh, leisure was happening. Um, it took me, uh, well, no, it took a week and a half for us to talk before, uh, uh, and I was, and I'm ashamed to say, but I did not make the first phone call. She did. Um, yeah. To, to be honest, that was the best thing that happened to me. Uh, because, uh, and I'm not dissing on my parents, dissing on my uh, uh, upbringing, but um, that was a push that was necessary for me to actually get going. Uh, and our first, our first couple of dates were horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, because I, even though I was 27, I never really, I, I could never date uh, because I was so busy in, in, um, in the church that I actually did not have time for leisure. Uh, the only leisure that I had was going fishing, which was still my favorite thing to do uh, by myself. But because of how busy I was in church, I did not get to date. So my first dates were with my wife, and they were not really good dates. Um, and she still found a way to... They still got married. We still got married. So don't be afraid if your dates are horrible in the beginning. <clears throat> but um, uh, we dated for about two and a half weeks. She had to leave because we decided that we did not want to play the cat and mouse game with uh, immigration in any sort of a way. Um, she left uh, early... Uh, October of 2003, and then we had a long-term, a long-distance relationship for about 400 days before we saw each other. Uh, I counted; it was about 400 days. Uh, we still have all the emails from back then, the the poems that I wrote that that that, that, that she that, that she liked. Uh, we still have all of those, um, but. Um, uh, 
basically 400 days later, I come to meet the parents. And don't ask why, but I chose Siberia to go uh, for Christmas. Uh, and to say that the cold that we experienced here is nothing. Uh, compared to when you come out of the airplane and the inside of your nose freezes from the moment you walk into the air. That's the, the, that, uh, I think the coldest uh, experienced back then was minus 32 degrees Celsius. It is cold. But people live there. And, uh, and so I was there for three weeks. I had to come back. But before, before I actually went um, uh, to meet the parents, and actually officially propose, uh, because uh, when she left the first time, uh, she left with uh, what we now call a promise ring. And oh, that, that was a story with my dad. Oh my God, that was a, that was a good one. Um, but uh, when I, met the, uh, when I um, landed uh, and gave her the, the actual ring, uh, I left in about three weeks. And uh, during that time, uh, there was a process that we went through to where I could call her to United States as a fiance with an intention to get married. It's a legal process that allows you to um, uh, to have somebody come over, uh, go through the process of marriage, and they get to stay here legally forever. That's the process that we chose. And uh, so I left around... Uh, uh, 10th or 11th of January of 2005. Uh, and then February 1st, she actually arrived to US as, a, as an immigrant, a fully legal um, fiance. No, no, it's, it's actually like a fiance visa. And uh, in uh, April of that year, we, we got married. Um, so, and it's been um, uh, nearly 18 years. Uh, since since we, 18? Yeah. <laughs> as far as I can remember, I have wanted a family of my own since I was 12. Uh, there was a wedding that I went to for one of my dad's, uh, my, one of my father's cousins. It was a super duper rural area. Um, there was only one church in that uh, little town. And... Um, uh, after the ceremony, we were supposed to have the reception, and he literally carried her in his arms up the hill for nearly two miles. I was like, that's who I want to be. That's what I want to have. <laughs> um, and here I am, 25, 26, 27, I am out of my mind, why is it not happening to me? Oh, and, and something really important, um, to piggyback on, on Tyler's message. Uh, something happened, there's something that happened in me right before I met my wife. Uh, so remember what Tyler said in this message is before you are, before you can take uh, uh, a pleasure in a company with somebody, you have to be comfortable with being yourself because that's what, where God has you at, at the moment. So after, um, after that, the breakup with uh, the girl I mentioned, um, 
it was a few months after that that uh, I was coming home from an event, um, and I remember this. I am driving uh, on Market, Market Street, eastbound, right before the 17th Street. There's, I believe, Church of the Nazarene uh, right there, and uh, I was passing the Church of Nazarene, and I remember this as if it was yesterday. I said the following. You know what, God? I think it's going to be okay if I am alone. And I really meant it. I'm not going to say how much time has passed. But that was the key moment which prepared my heart to actually receive arena. What was really interesting is when we joined, the, joined the, this church and I was at a Bible study and uh, we were reminiscing before the start uh, and uh, I was sharing my story. Uh, as I'm finishing up, one of the guys that is old enough to be my grandpa, he goes, that's exactly what happened to me. I said nearly identical prayer and exactly that much time passed and I might not my wife. And I see a second hand going up. Wait a minute, same thing happened to me. I said nearly identical prayer, and nearly about the same time passed, and I met my, now my wife. I'm like, well, that's very interesting. And literally, last week, I was uh, talking to my mom for about two and a half hours. Uh, and um, I was mentioning that I was going to be here talking about this, um, this thing. And her story is even better than mine. But... This works not just for males, this work for, works for females too. Because my mom actually went through a similar uh, thing where she had to um, uh, settle down to be on her own before she was blessed with my dad. And, uh, and so once we met, dated, then we got married, and then we had our first uh, child, um, there was an issue with her. She was, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, those of you that are married, don't answer this. Uh, let's see how much, how much you know. What is, what is the gestational age uh, for a baby? How many weeks? 40. Uh, our first daughter was born at 26 weeks, two days. Uh, to say that it was a crisis is an understatement. At that time, at that time, I was making $17,000 a year as a beginner designer. Um, uh, so the, the financial picture was not picturesque. Um, and we got hit with this. Luckily, I, I had insurance because of my employer. But uh, the process uh, was still not pleasant because um, through all of it that happened, uh, the financial strain that was placed on us, it really hit me. Uh, it hit me in the point that I was taught that if I do this, 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 I'm going to have that, 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 and that. And I did this, 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 but I got a completely opposite end of the bargain. Um, uh, and the financial part of it is what really hit me. Uh, to, this, to this day, I'm, I'm baffled at the figure, but I have the final accounting of 
uh, our, our, our daughter's uh, medical bills. And uh, that includes uh, my wife's uh, stay at the hospital. Um, it was $249,999.98. It was about two months worth of um, medical care that, um, uh, that uh, was spent on having her be with us. Uh, needless to say, at $17,000 a year uh, annual income, the, the outlook was very, very bleak. So about, about a year into it, I had a crisis of faith um, to the point that I nearly renounced my faith, to the point that uh, New Age Christianity nearly swept me off my feet to the point that my dad disowned me for about a year and a half, two years. He literally said this, if you, this is what you believe, you're not my son. He literally said, my mom was standing there, but she doesn't remember this part. And I laugh about it because um, uh, we reconciled my, with my dad in the most beautiful way. Um, my, my dad is no, no longer with us. He passed away about 10 years ago uh, from, uh, from, from cancer. But uh, the beautiful blessing about him passing away is uh, he was diagnosed with stage 4 uh, colon cancer and was given six months to live. He, he lived for five and a half years. Uh, so that allowed us quite a few conversations, which allowed us to say I love yous and I'm sorry's and uh, allowed us some very deep conversations, which is the only thing that I miss uh, about my dad being gone. Uh, I have no regrets, but that's the one thing that I do miss um, about him being gone. So, <sighs> After that crisis of faith, me looking into, uh, uh, who, who remembers The Secret when it came out? Yeah, yeah. there was a book called uh, uh, Sarah, oh, I forget the author's name. Um, this, uh, the, the, this is like the, um, the beginning of the New Age movement uh, before it, it saturated the church. Uh, this idea of you get to make your own destiny, uh, uh, kind of mind over matter type stuff. Um, even though I saw no results in, in that type of uh, um, living, that's, that's kind of the direction I took. Um, lo and behold, I meet Nate Dunn. Uh, about a... The yeah, the, the, the previous worship pastor. And over about a, a year, we met once to two, once, twice a month. Uh, for, for about a year we met. And uh, uh, he didn't do anything magical. But when I look at the, at the, at the whole situation, um, he, he did something very phenomenal. He, he did uh, what Greg Kokel in his book Tactics calls dropping a pebble in person's shoe. He would listen, Nate would listen, and just add something. He would listen some more, not rebut what I was saying, but he would say something that would make me think. And so by the time a year or so passed, 
uh, when he told me, oh, just come to church. We, we have this new pastor. It, he wasn't new necessarily, but uh, I think he, the Pastor Mark was here for maybe a year and a half, two years at that point. Uh, we have this new pastor, and uh, we have this really cool thing going on, and, and so just come to church. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go to church. Just come to church. I don't want to go to church. Just come to church. So I finally came. And that's the day that um, uh, uh, my wife and I came, and that, that was about the time when we started looking for, church, for the church, and we never left at the, after that point. And so... Um, Nate Dunn, and I, I, I talked to him about this. Um, I have no idea where I would have been had I followed that New Age thinking. Uh, um, so am I thankful that Nate Dunn was in my life? Absolutely. Because it, it really, I, I would say, saved us. Uh, saved me in a sense that um, we still have a, our marriage. At the time when I had my crisis of faith, um, Irina was saying that uh, I just followed where you went because I, I saw how difficult things wa were. But now that I think, in, now that I think about it, her time was no, not easier either. So if I was to continue in that path, I have no idea where we would have been, and I don't want to know because I know that where God has took us thus far, this is probably the best scenario, uh, at least at, uh, at this point. Um, I am extremely, I'll just use the word glad, that I'm here with my wife. Our kids are both teens. They ask our opinion, which is in my, uh, in my book is worse not worse, but it's it's better than any public obedience that they could show when they ask our opinion in, in the quietness of our house. Uh, and they're both teens, so they're very opinionated. But they ask our opinion. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that any day. So, whatever crisis you're going through right now, number one, it's not the end. And again, there is a God, and you're not Him. And get ready, because uh, if you actually do persevere through that, that has a potential of touching not just your life, but actually somebody else's life. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying that my life is... Uh, uh, super duper exemplary. Follow, follow me, and, and I'm going to be your leader. Uh, I'm not saying that, not at all. Uh, I have plenty of. Um, in, in in Russian language, we have uh, whenever you, you're trying to say that oh, I have issues in my life, we we say we we have plenty of cockroaches in our life. That that's the expression that we use, um, and uh, I, I still have plenty. But uh, the one thing that I can truly rely on is uh, the grace of Jesus on my life and the grace that my wife gives me on a daily basis. That makes anything and everything that I go through very much worthful to go through no matter how painful it is. And, um, and there's plenty of painful to go through because we live in a fallen world. 
whether you realize it or not. Uh, nevertheless, um, that's why it's called grace. That's why uh, God is the one that gives it. Um, no matter what you go through, maybe even now, there's plenty of grace for you. Uh, take it and, and, and live with it. Thanks for tuning in to the Garage Podcast. We hope the message has made you think deeper about faith and will strike up new conversations as you go about your week. If you want to hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Have a great week.